0: Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hi loves, welcome to episode 28, Get Over Your Own B.S. I know, such a warm, fuzzy, and inviting title. (laughs) I applaud you all for just clicking play. And being open to, yet again, another Tough Love episode from yours truly, Mary Claire Byrne. This stuff isn't easy. I just came off the heels of my mastermind trip with my business coach. We are a group of 30 life coaches who are collaborating together to grow our businesses and serve the masses. It is an incredible group. I am so honored to be a part of this group of women and I'm so honored to work with my coach. The giddy feels that I have in Stacy Bayman's energy and the belief that she has in me and the love that she has for me is just something that I can't imagine not growing my business without. And that is how I feel about all of my clients. And that's truly how I feel about all of you who tune in and may not agree with every single thing that I say and may not like my tough love approach or may not like how something I said made you realize a shameful thought about yourself. But I want to reiterate that this podcast is not to shame any of you. This podcast is about you grabbing your life by the balls, grabbing your past by the balls, grabbing all those negative thoughts by the balls and transforming the fuck out of it so that you can live your best life. That is not to say, so you never think a negative thought again. I had a lot of negative emotion based on my negative thinking as I was getting coached by Stacy in this group all day for three days in a room where we were asked really challenging questions. And people often say, oh, that sounds hard. Ugh. Or like, how was Chicago? And I think people expect me to say, oh, my God, it was so amazing. And it was so amazing. But I knew going into Chicago that it was going to be fucking hard. I knew. I was going to feel anxious. I knew my body was going to feel so exhausted. I knew when I sat in that room that my eyes were just going to shut by the end of the day because of the energy of all the other women receiving the coaching and my own. I am an empath. My body does kind of freak out when my mind is being pushed to the next level. And I sign up for that shit and I pay a fuck ton of money for that shit because the results from that work, you cannot put a price on. And that's how I feel about my own work. If I say so myself, I don't think you can put a price on this. If you are listening to this podcast and you are mired in your heartbreak and you cannot get out of your own way and you cannot stop thinking about him or her or what he did or what she said or what they are going to do or what, them looking at your Instagram story means or the thought of them being disconnected from social media and then feeling like they're going to be vanished into the world, into thin air, and you are never going to see them again. And the pain of that feels way too unbearable and you don't know how to cope and you don't know how to heal. And you don't believe that it is possible to not only get over that person, but then create space to fill the void that you are seeking for them to fill that you can be able to fill that yourself. And then from there, open yourself up for the right person to come into your life. I totally agree with Brene Brown. We are all put on this earth most importantly, for connection, for human connection. It is such a beautiful thing. It doesn't have to be a painful thing. You don't have to go into your next relationship freaking out that you're going to experience the same pain that you once experienced. You will not experience that kind of pain if you do the work, because my heart has gotten broken since that rock bottom period in my life eight years ago. Go to my heartbreak story, episode five, where I talk about that rock bottom and it was just the lowest of the low that I have ever felt in my life. And I did the work and I feel totally healed from that situation. And if it wasn't for that situation, I would not have the business that I have. I wouldn't be serving women the way I'm serving them. I wouldn't be the woman that I am without that experience. So as I... Always admit and stay as transparent as possible. I don't think that that man is fully forgiven because I know his antics continue. I know he has used my name in lies to get what he wants. That has not stopped. That was actually in recent years as in last year. And so that for me is not something where I say, and I'm just totally at peace and think what he did really just was amazing. I am not bullshitting you guys. That is not what I'm saying. I am simply saying thank God for that experience because it woke me the fuck up and I decided to do the work and I decided to invest in myself and I decided to get over my own bullshit and I decided to heal and I decided to grow and I decided to take these gifts that I now have and share them with all of you and then go balls to the wall with my clients because there is a better way. Different people have different addictions, different losses, different challenges, I have friends who have become sober. I have friends who have had shopping addictions. I have friends who have had eating disorder after eating disorder. I have friends who go through the ringer in different ways and my way has been through heartbreak. And I know now more than ever that so many people are moving through it because I get messages every single day from you guys. And I know it isn't easy, but I am asking you to believe it is so possible to thrive from this situation and get to a place where I am, where I'm like, fuck yeah. Thank you, sir, for showing up and shining a light on the hatred that I exhibited for myself, for continuing to say yes to you, for continuing to fall for your lies, for continuing to be in this relationship, knowing deep down in my gut that it was not right and recognizing that I was so desperate to not be alone that I would rather have settled to be with that person, knowing all the antics that he was doing, because I could not be alone with my own shit. And I know so many of you are out there who believe that you can't be alone with your own shit, but I am here to say you are full of shit. (laughs) Truly, you are full of shit. You can be alone. And if you really want to attract that amazing partner, I say this to you as a single woman, I am in my late thirties. I coach other women who are single in their late thirties. I coach women who are single in their fifties and you can make peace with being fully alone and be really in love with yourself and love your own company. Now I am not sitting here bullshitting you and saying, Oh yeah, I don't care. I don't want a partner. I totally want a partner. I also fully own that my business is my first and highest priority right now. Brooke Castillo talks about this all the time. I've shared this on other episodes. If you focus on three things where you want to grow, the chances are you're not going to have much movement. If you want to build your business and lose weight and meet the love of your life, there's gonna be little to no movement. Trust me, I've tried it. I tried pursuing acting and building my life coaching business and finding love and it wasn't working. And so Brooke coached me on that and said, you've got to pick one thing. And I knew that you got to pick one thing because she talks about it all the time, but I like needed to hear from her because what we often do, and my coach, Stacey Bayman, who works closely with Brooke as well, she says, you know, you all think that you're like special snowflakes where the rules don't apply to you. But when you fall for that bullshit, you continue to have the unsatisfactory results that you have. Oh, but like, I have to stay in touch with him because we have kids together. Oh, but I have to see him because we have mutual friends. So it fucking sucks. And I'm not going to give up my friends just because he screwed me over. You think that the rules don't apply to you. How badly do you want to get over this person? I get it. If you have kids with this person, you've got to figure it out, right? If you've got joint custody, you've got to make peace, not just for yourselves, but for the love of God. I hope that you're creating peace or figuring out some effective way of communication so that your kids are not suffering from the drama between the two of you. That is shit to figure out. That is shit to navigate through. But don't let that be the excuse of I have to interact with him. So it's harder for me to heal. It's harder for me to move on. It's only hard because you've decided it's hard. You are believing your own bullshit, that you are some special snowflake where the rules don't apply. What if you weren't a special snowflake? What if you were just you and the fact that you share kids with another human being who is no longer your partner, who may have done some fucked up shit? I get it. I'm not, again, I'm not approving of what my ex quote unquote did to me, all the gaslighting, the lying, the cheating, all of it, the smear campaigning of my name. I get it. So many people said to me, thank God you didn't have his children because he talked to me all the time about me being the mother of his children. I don't think that that's easy, but I don't think it's a good enough excuse for you to not heal and move the fuck on and get over your own bullshit and say, this is a neutral circumstance. I share children with this person. What is my thought? My automatic thought is, this is too hard. It's not fair. It's harder for me than it is for you because I've got kids, right? And so that feeling makes you anxious, powerless, discouraged, defeated, And the action is to continue believing that it's so hard. And the result is you are in angst and not enjoying your life and obsessing over the nasty text that he's saying, or maybe it's passive aggressive, or you were triggered because you saw him with another woman, or he introduced the kids to another woman. And so you're not moving on with your life. New thought model. Again, this is Brooke Castillo's thought model. I recently got a comment from someone who said, you know, I accidentally found your podcast and you sound exactly like Brooke and you use her model, get more creative. I was like, well, um, Brooke Castillo trains coaches to use her model. And I have paid Brooke in her self-coaching scholars program and I give her credit all the time. So y'all head over to the life coach school and listen to Brooke Castillo stuff. I put her link to her information and to her book and to her podcast in Every episode of my show notes. So I fully own that I'm using her model. Brooke talks about all kinds of things, money, weight loss, drinking, relationships. I am focused on heartbreak and relationships in my podcast, but yes, I totally own. I use Brooke Castillo's model. So I just broke down real quick that automatic negative thought about sharing kids with your husband. And this is just one example of how we justify our own pain. We justify our Victimhood, right? And so then we've got a new model. The circumstance always stays the same. You cannot change the fact that you and him do not share children, right? You cannot change the joint custody situation unless if he's abusive or whatever, right? So the circumstance stays the the same. What needs to change? Your thoughts and your feelings. So we skip the T line for a second. We don't have come up with a better feeling thought right away, but instead of in that first model where you feel discouraged, defeated. Powerless, sad. You move into the second model. How do I want to feel about sharing kids with this person? Like, really and truly. Now, some people are going to be like, nope, nope, don't want to do it, Claire. It's fucked up. He's a dick. He's an asshole. The kids don't even like him, right? I'm asking you, how do you want to feel about the neutral circumstance that you share children with this person? Do you want to feel at peace? do you just want to feel acceptance? Do you want to feel calm? Like, what would that look like? Really sit with that. This is the work, my loves. This is applying the model into your life like I do and like my peer coaches do and like my coaches do every fucking day. How badly do you want to lose the weight? How badly do you want your body to look good? How many times are you going to the gym to strengthen your body and make it look really fucking good? How are you doing this model? People say to me all the time, I don't like journaling. I don't like writing. I'm just not a morning person, Claire. What do you mean? I don't get it. It's very simple. You write your thoughts on a page, just your thoughts. Well, sometimes I don't have thoughts. Bullshit. Get over your own BS. (laughs) You always have thoughts. What do we produce? Like 66,000 thoughts a day. Our brains are always thinking about something. Always, always, always. Sometimes they're painful thoughts. Sometimes they're neutral thoughts. Sometimes they're positive thoughts. But you're always thinking something. Your thoughts on, your, on the one page where I'm asking you to download your thoughts, right? It could be, what is this bitch Claire Byrne talking about? <laughs> what does she mean, thoughts? I don't get what she means, but I'm writing anyway. That's a thought. It's just downloading whatever Claire Byrne says, right thoughts, but I just don't understand or I don't like this process or I don't wanna do it, but she said, and what I've been trying hasn't been working, so I'm open to working. Ooh, we're getting a little bit of movement there. You're actually sitting down and trying. That's interesting. That's something that you haven't done. That's something you've been resisting to, huh, right? And then you just start writing about the things that bother you, writing about the things that you love, and then you take the... Most painful thought or the most challenging thought, especially in the beginning of this process, and you plug it into the thought model, as I did, neutral circumstance, I share kids with this person, my automatic thoughts, this isn't fair, this is fucked up, this makes it harder for me to heal this relationship, and those feelings are discouragement, feeling powerless, feeling sad right? And then the action is believing that this is so much harder for you or indulging in all the bullshit with him because maybe he's being short or maybe he's being difficult or maybe he's being unreliable about the times or maybe you're seeing him engage with someone else or maybe he's with someone now and that really triggers you and that really triggers the kids. And the result is you are unhealed, right? So just looking at how your thoughts drive a feeling that drive an action that create a result. It is from your thinking. It is not him doing it. It is not the fact that you share kids that's doing it. It is because of the way that you are choosing to think. So we plug into that new model. You've got a circumstance that stays the same. How do you want to feel peace, calm, acceptance? And then you simply ask, my loves, you simply ask, what do I need to think to create peace, calm, and acceptance on this situation? Because I do not Want to live this way. I do not want to think this way. I do not want to feel this way. So, what could my brain possibly think that would create feelings of peace, calm, and acceptance about the neutral circumstance that I share kids with this man? I'm not a mom, so let alone a single mom, and I am not divorced, but I would imagine, even for all the times that all of my loved ones who have kids say, Oh my God, they drive me crazy. I would imagine a thought would be, I would do this whole thing over again to have the children who I have. If it wasn't for this person, I would not have the love that i have which also sounds contradictory because i have a thought about my rock bottom ex that says thank god i didn't have kids with him <laughs> so i recognize my own contradictory thought there but again it's always a choice i'm just glad i didn't because i don't want that person to be the father of my children and it all unfolded the way it was supposed to i can't imagine many of you who have moved on from narcissistic sociopathic ex being like but damn it i wish i had his kids <laughs> right However, if my reality was different, Byron Katie says this all the time, when you argue with reality, you suffer. So if I had had children with that man, I would be like, oh, my God, he gave me the littlest loves of my life. Truly, I would I'm imagining that I would love the shit out of my children. (laughs) So just a little neutral thought, like if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have these little kids in my life. I wouldn't have these beings who I love. I wouldn't be a mom. I don't know what other thoughts are, but that would probably bring me some relief. He gave me these children. This person is teaching me a lesson. I don't like the lesson right now, but I'm open to the lesson. I'm open to the growth. The fact that I'm willing to sit down and do this thought model to just seek some relief, the fact that I'm sitting down to do this thought model to take responsibility for my thoughts and feelings and not give him the power. What if that other thought to create peace, calm, And acceptance is, this man does not have the power to dictate how I feel. Ooh, such a good one. Even if your brain wants to go, but he is making me feel this way. He is the cause of my pain. He is the dickhead. He is responsible for all of the heartache that I've endured. No, you are responsible for the heartache that you have endured. And I say that with the utmost love, my loves. This is the best news ever. I have said this to you many times before for all of you who are listening to this podcast. This is the best news ever because you get to decide to be the change. You get to shift your perception on the situation. You get to decide that you are going to thrive. You get to let go of your victim story. You get to transform it into a heroin story. That is the best news. Because if you are sitting around for him to change and for him to just all of a sudden apologize and admit his mistakes, for you to get relief, for you to get peace, for you to come to acceptance of what is, for you to finally feel calm, good fucking luck. This might be my toughest love episode, but I'm actually super into this episode because I recognize that I need to get over my own bullshit in my own areas of my life. As my business has grown, this is a big aha for me, especially in the last week I get all these opportunities and I get all these messages and my personal growth work since I was about 28 years old and I really embarked on this personal growth journey has been been about implementing boundaries. I was exhausted by the time I got to 28 and I was saying yes to every wedding, every bridal shower, every baby shower. Running myself all over the place between Manhattan, Brooklyn, uh, Westchester, Connecticut, like just showing up for everybody else's shit. Now I had really supportive friends who were showing up to my plays. I'm not saying that like I was a doormat by any means, but I was just no. I should just say yes to everyone and everything because they're my friends and that's the right thing to do. I was raised Irish Catholic. Do for others that you would want to do for yourself. But my work over the last ten years has really been like learning what saying no looks like, what saying yes to myself looks like. Elizabeth Gilbert said this some at some point, I can't remember where or in what context, but I always give her credit for this quote, say more no's to create room for your yeses. And as my business has grown exponentially, especially in the last couple of months, and as my platform has grown, I feel like I need to reevaluate that lesson and I need to implement more boundaries. And it is making me so uncomfortable because my thought is, and you guys might think that this is really egotistical, but everybody wants a piece of me and there's not enough for me to go around. And I'm so tired and I'm trying to be the best coach, but I feel exhausted and overwhelmed. And I'm just indulging all this bullshit that I'm creating in my head. And what's the result? Feeling tired, feeling depleted Feeling run down, feeling like I'm not good enough, feeling like I'm disappointing people, and then half feeling guilty, half feeling resentful, and just worrying about everybody else's feelings. And it's not serving me. I have to say no to people, and I don't even have to. I want to. And it doesn't mean I love them any less, but I am not responsible for their reactions. I'm now coaching a full client roster, I don't have time during the week to catch up with people. And on some weekends, I just don't have the energy to keep talking and catching up. And because I've been single for quite some time, uh, my whole life, my social life has been about chit-chatting with my girlfriends and catching up. There are close friends who I haven't spoken to in a couple of months who I've repeatedly said no to, I just can't right now. And not even I can't, I choose not to because I need to rest my body. I need to rest my voice. I need to rest my mind. I might not be able to help you with your problem. For this heartbreak coach, that's really fucking hard for me. But do I want to really grow my business? Do I want to take the best care of myself? Do I want to practice what I preach about implementing boundaries for my clients? Boundaries with their partners or with their exes or with their children or with their coworkers, or with their moms? Another lesson learned. And it's easy then for me to say, well, oh my gosh, what kind of a coach am I if I can't implement boundaries? I know how to implement boundaries. I just need to step up my boundaries because my business has gotten to a place where There are a lot more messages coming in. There are a lot more reach outs happening. And that is something that I wanted to create. And again, how natural I talk about this all the time for the brain to think that that's a negative thing. That's an amazing thing. But I have to get vigilant and I have to get clear and I have to be unapologetic of what works for me and what doesn't work for me and then not take on other people's disappointment when I'm choosing to not show up with love. I don't love them any less. I just know that I have to take the best care of me. I am working 50, 60 hour weeks right now. I choose that. I take responsibility for that. But I don't need to get mired in my own bullshit about that. And some of you who are listening right now might think, Claire, apples and oranges, you're a heartbreak coach, but you're talking about your business. And then you're coaching us on getting over our own bullshit about an ex-husband who you share kids with, but maybe that's not me. I'm just throwing different examples at you that your mind creates your own bullshit. So in whatever situation that you're in right now and you think you're a victim to that circumstance, you're not, you get to choose to see a different way. And that's why I work with my business coach that I get. I can be open to seeing it a different way and seeing it from a place of sufficiency and abundance and power. And the same with my personal coach, where I talk a lot about, personal stuff, but even my own drama around my business as well. How do I choose to see it a different way? And I go to them because they have an elevated point of view because they've moved through what I am moving through. So if this is something that you guys want to work through and become the transformation and invest in my six-month one-on-one coaching program to really put the work to the test, to really get the fuck out of your own way, to really let that person go, to really not give him or her the power to dictate your low self of worth and decide who you are and that your circumstances are just gonna be shitty. And I I hear people say all the time, well, I guess I'm always gonna be heartbroken over that. I guess I'm always gonna be trepidatious um, because of what that guy did to me. Here I am eight years later, and I might be single still at 38. However, I am a a very happy, fulfilled, single woman. And when I do date someone, and when I do open my heart to someone, I never bring that guy into the picture. I trust who I trust in the moment because I've done the work. And when I smell any ounce of narcissism or bullshit or gaslighting starts to happen, bye. It's just black and white. It's math, not drama. I do not let that rock bottom X dictate my dating life today. And some of you might say, well, no, because it's non-existent, Claire. (laughs) But as I've said many times, I know I'm focusing on my business. I actually got my tarot cards read over the weekend by an amazing coach. If you want more information. Well, actually, I don't know if she's soliciting (laughs) her tarot card reading services, but they were amazing. And uh, yeah, I wanted to confirm Am I copping out right now? Because my whole main focus is my business, even though I did go on a pretty shitty date a couple of weeks ago. And it's just been an intuitive message for me that the more I elevate myself and my business, that he's just going to show up effortlessly. And I feel really calm about that. But then I was like, wait, am I copping out? And these amazing cards she dealt really showed that my gut feeling about when he shows up is right in alignment with what I believe. So that was really, really cool. However, every card you draw, I mean, we're talking tarot cards now, your thoughts still always create your results. And that could be a whole other episode. Maybe I'll bring her on and we can talk about tarot cards and heartbreak. Hmm. So much love, you guys. Thank you for staying on this long and receiving the tough love Let me know any ahas that you have received. Let me know if you do want to take this work to the next level. There's a big difference between listening to the podcast and implementing what you are learning from the podcast into your life and having someone look at your blind spots and show you how you are getting in your own way. It's uncomfortable. It's scary. It can be feel really discouraging in the moment, but I guarantee you once you open your eyes and you move through the discomfort, the results and the gold on the other side are 100% worth it. I dare you to reach out and say yes to yourself and yes to the gold on the other side of the work. So much love until next time. Bye. My love. Are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.